going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Gotta deal with this elephant! House of lies! Denial is like a disease. People that are in it cannot stand for truth. They can't stand for total truth. Even though their intentions are good. Many of them, their intentions are very good. It's like Jim Jones. Y'all remember the story of Jim Jones, Guyana? He killed all those people. The signs were there. Because he slept with all the men and the women in the, in the cult. That's like time to leave. Right there. That's the elephant. You know what I'm saying? That's when you say, you know, we can go back even past that. A couple of years into the cult. You know, because he started out with good intentions. He went and talked to Father, what's his name? And they went and talked to him. Got his mind possessed. Came in church one Sunday. Grabbed the Bible and said, you know what? We don't need this anymore. And threw the Bible out the door. I would have went out the door with the Bible. <laughs> I'm following the word, brother. No matter how far you throw it, I'm, I'm, I'm right with it. You know what I'm saying? That's when it's time to get up and leave. Before the Kool-Aid. Before the mass exodus out the country. I mean, before all of that, when the word went out the window, it's time to follow the word. But denial. See, the first thing people think about is all the good things this man has done for us. When I was on drugs and I was out in the world and there was no hope, this man came and showed me hope and helped me out. So when he threw the Bible out, mm, well, you know, that ain't so bad because, I mean, we're supposed to have the word in our hearts anyway. Look at somebody say, denial. That's what people do. Even though their intentions are good, not facing the truth about things can be very damaging to one's life. Proverbs 12 and 19. The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Whether we want to face the truth or not, the issue will still be there and the consequences are still there. It doesn't pay to ignore things that aren't right because they will persist with or without your recognition of it. So if you turn your back to the elephant, he's still stinking. Rummaging around, knocking stuff over. Just because you run out the room and tell everyone that there's no elephant in there, they're going to eventually find out. He's going to work his way to wherever you are because he's huge. And that's how denial is. You can ignore it, but it's not going away. Ephesians 5 and 11. Have no what? With what? But 
what? Y'all know what reprove means? What does it mean? Judge. Judge. So let's just stop using judge and start saying reprove. So he said, you judging? No, I'm not. I'm reproving. I'm a reprover. Sounds better, doesn't it? Sounds biblical. They don't know. They'd be like, oh, what does that mean? Go look it up. Just go look it up. He's gay. How you know? You, you judging? No, I'm, I'm reproving. His pumps told me. I mean, come on. True. Though it may counter denial and upset those that don't want to deal with it, is always God's way. People are going to get mad when you tell the truth. How many of you know that? How many of you have learned that from your own family? It always ends with, well, we just agree to disagree. Well, you can't agree and disagree with the word. How you going to agree and disagree with the word? You can agree, agree to disagree with me, but you can't say that about the Bible. Well, I, me and Paul are just going to have to agree to disagree. <laughs> what? What are you basing your disagreement on? Paul said that. I didn't say it. You don't act like it's you. Well, this is between me and you. Let's leave Paul out of it. What well, do I don't have to say? What's wrong with people? Look at somebody and say, what's wrong with them? Your family be doing that to you too, don't they? They be arguing with you. Wait a minute, that G. Craig, man, that's a cult, that's a mess. Well, the Bible said this, this. Well, we just agree to disagree. (laughs) Can I keep preaching in here? When we do not adhere to the truth, then we forfeit what? God's plan for your life is totally forfeited if you can't walk in total truth. So if you're in denial, God can't use you. Look at somebody say, if you're in denial, God can't use you. If you're in denial, God can't use you. Proverbs says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truth. They that deal truly or they that deal with the truth are his what? God loves folks that will just deal with the truth. I love Paul and those guys. They wrote when they wrote about themselves, yeah, I was this, and yeah, I was a blasphemer, I messed up, I blew it. Even, even the account of Paul and chastising Peter in public and all of this, you know, God had no problem showing the flaws of men because they're like, hey, we men, but we're going to deal with it. We're not going to let it linger. Living a life of lies. When we do not desire to face the truth, then we live our lives denying the truth. When we live our lives in denial, we must choose friends and family that will support our what? That's what Facebook is all about. Now I can get all the people that don't believe nothing and lump them up with me so we can just talk about what I ate that morning, what I'm going to wear and all of that. But the minute you put something on there dealing with the elephant, no comment. Y'all got people like that? You got your friends all on Facebook. Then the minute you put Obama is Antichrist, then they got to go down the denial line. So the denial line starts, well... He's a secular president, so it don't matter. Okay, but when he was running, you said he was a Christian president, and it did matter. Well, it don't matter no more, because it don't matter. Okay, well, has something changed? Yes. We want him to win. So now, what he believes don't matter. Okay. So, you see what I'm saying? That's the denial line. I mean, even the Jamie Foxx thing. Well, Jamie said, 
give honor to our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. People put that up on Facebook. And Christians still, well, what do you expect? He's of the world. He's of the... I thought he was saved. Y'all said that he was saved. Now he's of the world, so we give him a pass? Well, that's what the world does. But then if he says something about Jesus and sing a song about the Lord, you invite them to the meeting, the church meeting. Why do they do that? Look at somebody say denial. It's denial. See, African-American people, we were taught to see everything through ourselves. Everything. Everything. So we can't judge situations. We can't judge people. We can't speak out against anything. Because it always falls back on us because we're not perfect. So that's why they always give you that, well, all have sinned and come short. So if we lived the lives like they speak, then nobody would be judging anything and it would just be total chaos. Look at somebody say, somebody got to judge something. When we choose, then we choose family that will support our denial. You start surrounding yourself with denialists. When we choose family and friends that support our denial, we will eventually choose a ministry to join that will ignore our denial and preach around certain issues. When ministries do this, they are dishonest. That's a lie. So if all he's preaching, your struggle, God's going to take your misery and turn it into what? Ministry. But we're not going to deal with the misery. We're going to just talk about how that's going to progress to the ministry. Y'all see what I'm saying? You doing the food. If you quit smoking dope, you won't have as much misery. Can we preach about dope smoking? And then they, you know, they get them preached. Well, you know, God has not called me. We can't put attention on the devil. We, don't, we shouldn't be talking. This is what Joel Osteen said. I don't be talking about the devil and attention to the devil. Let's just talk about God and get people away from that and bring them on. But the Bible said preach against the sins that the people are committing. Paul would list them all. Fornication, adultery. Like he would just go down the line. Why? Because the people were doing it. And if you don't tell them not to do it, how will they know not to do it? There's a generation of people that grow up right now that don't even think shacking and living together is a sin. Because ain't nobody preaching it. Because the preachers see it as two incomes. He ain't preaching shacking against shacking. It's two incomes. Well, you know, I mean, just as long as y'all, you know, don't sleep together often. You can't live together, that's shacking. The problem is if there are kids born into that situation, it's the demons that you're birthing. You messing up a generation. A bloodline. By illegally living together. So the preacher don't have to deal with it. You know what he does? Once every two or three years, he'll just get up and say, you know, we're going to have a challenge. Those couples that aren't married, I'm going to challenge you to not sleep together for a week. And then after a week, we're going to come in and I'm going to marry all y'all. Challenge the folks that's shacking. And then give them time to shack. Seven days. What if the Lord come back in seven days? I don't understand that, preachers. I don't understand that. God said it. I had somebody email me. I know they tweeted me. You know, me and my wife are having problems. And we're having serious problems. And we're thinking about divorcing. So I went and this evangelist laid hands on me and told me that God was going to restore my marriage in 21 days. 21 days? That's a long time. A lot can happen in 21 days. I need you, I need you to get a second opinion. 
this church. Well, he said 15 days. I think I'm going to go. No, nah, I'll go to this seven days. That's still too long. What if Jesus come back? What if something crazy happens? Why are you giving people time? I don't understand that. 21 days, God said he's going to restore your marriage. He can't speed that up. <laughs> Remember my song? What you ain't know, Jesus? Why would the Lord want you to struggle in your marriage for 21 days? Does that even sound like God? That's some utter foolishness. Then he tweeted me. What you think about that? I think nothing. 21 days. It should be 21 minutes. Matter of fact, let's call you both of you up right now. Another day doesn't need to pass. Pass with you struggling in your marriage. Dishonest ministers. A dishonest ministry cannot be trusted. If they support your denial, then you better believe that they will be unjust concerning other things. Let me say that again. If they'll support your denial and not deal with the fact that you're going to hell like that, they got some other issues too that they're hiding. If the preacher won't get up and tell you that if you took a pledge to a false god and you Freemason or something, you on your way to hell unless you denounce it if he won't get up and say that he's hiding something else he has an agenda can I tell the truth in here if they support your denial you better believe they're hiding something if you will lie you will steal anybody heard that growing up yeah if you'll lie not get up and tell the truth you'll steal you'll steal people's money and won't even feel bad about it if you'll lie you'll steal so a ministry that dwells in denial will steal your money Ezekiel said it like this. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves ravening the prey to shed blood and to destroy soul to get what? Dishonest. Dishonest. To know whether or not God is with you, you must first test the spirit in which you do things. This is a surefire way to know if God had you make that move. If you're making a move and saying God had me do it, if denial is all around it, then God didn't. People tell me all the time, how do you hear the voice of God? Oh, that's very easy to hear the voice of God. You read his word and do what it says. I mean, but I need to hear him saying something. Then you already got a problem. Because you're supposed to trust what he wrote. Because if everybody goes away from what the word says, then that we will have no standard. Now we're just going by what people say. What preachers say. What this preacher came up and told me. He told me that in 30 days... So to know whether or not God is with you, test the spirit in which you do things. The spirit of truth is of God. And he only deals in what? Truth. First John 4 and 6, we are of God. He that knoweth God, heareth us. He that is not of God, heareth us not. Hereby we know the spirit of truth from the spirit of error. So those that do what the word says, that's spirit of truth. Those that don't do what the word says, that's the spirit of error. That's not of God. So if what you're doing doesn't line up with God, it's not God. Is that plain and simple? God will deal with the elephant in the room. There's no denial in God because denial is untruth. And God is the spirit of what? Truth. When a person, ministry, etc. are in denial, they will not face the truth about their actions nor the actions of those they love or covet. Then God is not in it. So those they covet, want to be like, want to protect, they won't even face their actions. Obama's the best example you'll ever get of that. Church folk don't want to deal with his actions. He's basically just told you, look, Christianity is a farce. 
He even said it on one video clip we have where he was just dogging out a scripture in the Bible and saying, you know, basically that the Bible don't really know what it's talking about. Church folk, well, he didn't mean it when he said it like that. He meant it like this. Boy, they sure can interpret everything he said, don't they? Jamie Foxx was right. That's the way some people view him. He can do no wrong. When you're in denial and won't face the truth. And these people get in denial about people they covet. You ever had a brother and sister that your parents just kept comparing you to? And knew they had a problem, but because they were doing good stuff to make the parents look good, the parent would always defend them and not face the reality that something was going on. I hit a sore spot. Is that what I did? Yeah, see, your, 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 your brother Charles, see, he got a good job. He's making money, and he bought me a car. And I did, But he's gay, mama. No, he's not. No, he's not. Mama, he works at the Mac store. But if they cover him, they're going to defend him. They ain't going to see the elephant. That car did away with that. He bought me a car. I ain't no elephant. You know how many lives, denial, wrecks? Now just imagine that scenario I just mentioned. That guy, because everybody's in denial, all the lives he's going to wreck. Because nobody would deal with the truth about him. The spirit of truth will do what? Testify of God. Meaning, God is with you. So when you have the spirit of truth, God is with you. It's going to testify of God when you open your mouth. The spirit of truth is going to testify of God. Folks are going to know that you are with God because the spirit of truth is on you. John 16 and 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into what? Not some truth. All truth. He's going to expose the elephant in the room. See, people believe when the Holy, when the Holy Spirit falls on you, you know, it's got to be something physical. I got to feel something. My eyes got to roll to the back of my head. I got to fall down and bump my head and be knocked out unconscious. And that's the way the power of God operates on me. Well, no. The way the power of God operates is you're just going to deal with truth. Your eyes open up and you start seeing things aren't right. Let me start working on this stuff. Let me deal with this elephant that's been following me around. Didn't know what it was. The spirit of truth has just awakened me. Now I see what it is. You don't need a Kundalini awakening. You need a truth awakening. Because these same folks that fall out and throw up and cough up blood and all this, when it, when it hit them, they go right back outside from the church in the denial. Be the main ones in denial. Man, that elephant, man, everywhere we go, that elephant is here, dude. What elephant? Denial. Look at somebody say denial. So, when the spirit of truth has come, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall the spirit speak, and he will show you things to come. So, the Holy Spirit is showing you all the things that you need to see. He's leading and guiding you in all truth, not some truth. That means that if there is some lies and some truth, it's not the spirit of the Lord. When denial is present, then the enemy is orchestrating it. That's the devil's doorway, denial. If he can get you in denial, then he can mess up a lot of things. He can keep you from dealing with yourself and the things around you. Now, I'm not saying be crazy and just say whatever's on your mind and, you know, hurting people's feelings. And, you know, your mama said, well, your dad really wants to hear from you. Daddy's an alcoholic. <laughs> what? Yeah, he is. I found that out too. I mean, there's a better way to do it. You know what I'm saying? There's a way to handle it. Have some tact. But still, it's, some things need to be dealt with. Because that denial is only going to birth more denial. 
But when denial is present, the enemy is orchestrating it. He is the father of lies and denial, and there is no truth in him. John 8 and 44, the Bible says, Ye are of your father, what? The The devil. And the lust of your father ye will do. Because he was a murderer from the beginning and abode where? Not in the truth. This started in the garden with Adam. God said, Adam, what have you done? I didn't do anything. My wife did that. That's denial. Cain, where is your brother? Hi, what I know. I don't know, Lord. I don't know where he is. Didn't you just kill him? <laughs> He's in denial. Denial has denial is very old. He was a murderer from the beginning, speaking of Cain and this denial, and abode not in the truth, because there is what? No truth in the devil. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. So when you won't deal with denial, you're dealing with the father of lies. Even if the intent was for good, the motive is ruined when denial is present. Because it will only lead to more lies and cover-ups. Y'all, our denominations are suffering because of this. That's, that's the biggest thing because a denomination, and you know, I've studied the dynasties of the pharaohs and all the different leaders all through history. And the same thing always happens when a, a, when a human leader is leading. When he leads and chooses people under him and he has a high position, those under him want to be him. So in order to be him, they either kill him or they get with his program. So even if his program is wicked, those that are not wicked become wicked so that they can get his position. And they'll always say, well, I'll become wicked to get the position. Then once I get the position, I'll change. But then once they get the position based on wickedness, they're wicked. And that's where all these bishops and the higher bishop and then the archbishop and this bishop and that bishop. That's why at the top there's always wickedness. And so they have to be in denial. And those under the, you know, at the bottom will always suffer. Summary! Denial and God cannot coexist. God desires for his truth to be established and not, not mixed with lies and deceit. You know how hard it is to find a church where the truth is not mixed with deceit? To find a man that can actually teach without a personal agenda? Because society has labeled him successful and unsuccessful based on secular things. And so to gain that success he has to mix truth with deception? His truth to be established and not mixed with lies and deceit. I don't mix truth with deception because I hate deception. I hate that. I would hate for somebody to do me like that. Tell me the truth. How many of you want somebody to tell you the truth? Even when I'm wrong, can you tell me the truth, please? Give me a chance to not be wrong. God desires for his truth to be established and not mixed with lies and deceit. He desires for us to walk in his way and never ignore the darkness around us, but rather deal with it deal with the darkness around you that's the only way you change it for your children is if you deal with it if it's not in the bible then it's not God if the apostles of the word didn't do it then we shouldn't do it if it was not tolerated by the true believers in the word then it shouldn't be tolerated by us we are living in a time where the true church is considered an unloving cult when you stand up for the bible you are persecuted because times have changed but we must stand up for what is right and deal with the darkness surrounding us no matter what 
it cost. 2 Timothy 4 and 2. God told you these times would come. Be preaching the word at all times. In every place, make protests. Say sharp words. But then give comfort. With long waiting and teaching. For the time will come when they will not take the true teaching. But moved by their own desires, they will get for themselves a great number of teachers for the pleasure of hearing them. That these teachers will make them feel better about their denial. And shutting their ears to what is true, they will be turned away to believe in foolish stories. Y'all encountered people like that? They believe a lie. And it's not that it's a visible lie. A lot of times it's just denial about what's going on around them. They don't want to see it. And if you mention it, you're judging. But we are required to reprove unfruitful works of darkness. Everyone bow your heads. Very simple message, but this is where we are. We're in a time right now where denial is the flavor of the month, especially for the church. If you want a big church, you got to get in denial. If you want a bunch of members, you got to get in denial. Want to make a bunch of money doing this? You got you to walk around with some kind of denial. You got to deny the truth in some kind of way because the powers that be are not going to let you prosper with total truth because they don't want to elevate truth to that level. So you got to submit to some kind of lie. Even to be comfortable on your jobs nowadays, you got to deny some kind of truth. To keep family members in your lives and to keep them from talking about you and ridiculing you, you got to put up with some kind of denial. This is where we are right now. But I believe that no matter how bad it gets out there, Denial should never be something that we tolerate. If we're going to be adamant believers, solid, strong believers, then we cannot dwell in denial. I want to trust and believe God with you today if this is you. If you got denial around you and folks trying to put it on you and you've you've experienced this and the truth, you, you want to stand for truth with courage. Even in those situations, even when it comes to family members and those that are close to you. You need the power of God to enable you and strengthen you to stand for truth. I just want to pray that God gives you that today. You just stand up if, if I'm talking to you, no matter who it is. Some of you got people in your lives that make fun of everything you tell them. Tell you that your pastor is old-fashioned and that what he's preaching is not even relevant anymore. And that's just the old way. God can use us like this. And God can use us like that. And God doesn't need to do that. And that's extreme. That's wild. That's out there. And it becomes a struggle to even keep friends, family. It becomes a struggle. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for those that stood with this message, Lord. I just thank you, God, because your word is true. And if we want to be a part of your kingdom, we have to deal with the elephant in the room. God, the issues, the demons, whatever it is, Lord, it has to be dealt with. And though we do it in love and we speak it in love and we respect others and we got to try our best to say it in a way that won't destroy others, it still has to be said. Because you told us to reprove unfruitful works of darkness. We don't deal with the darkness around us, God. We'll become dark. 
We must introduce light into all dark places. So I pray right now that everyone that is standing, God, they're standing with courage. And I pray that you will give them even more courage to continue to stand. No matter what the world is saying about them, no matter what family members are saying about them, no matter what is being said, God, you let them stand. Stand on the rock of your salvation, the strong rock that they will not be moved by people's opinion. They will not be moved. Their relationships will be solid because they have decided to leave and cleave. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife and the two shall become one flesh and nothing shall hinder it. Even those that are single, God, help them to stand in their singleness. The young ladies, men will come and try to persuade them. Their own parents will tell them, it's because of your religious stand that you don't have a man. It's because of how you feel about God and that ministry you're a part of. It's scaring men off. But God, help them to know better. Help them to know that any man that is scared off by the truth needs to be scared off. In Jesus' name we pray. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.